0: Hello everybody and welcome to Vagoon, cycling made inclusive without the road bike. With the road bike. With everything you want, because it's actually cycling made inclusive. How are you doing, people? Everything is good here. I just want to shout out, as usual, to Komoot, who supports this podcast and supports my adventures. I found out... Sunday, yes. Two days ago, Sunday. I found out a super old track that i got the first time that i arrived here in switzerland three years ago riding the bike and i wanted to go to one of the most famous climbs here close to zurich i wanted to go to satellite and uh, i found out that i was making an amazing ride till there and i still had a track planned and road well I got it back, I just linked with another couple of great passes that I want to do and it came out an amazing ride, apart from the last 30 kilometers, that was around the lake because we need to come back home fast, the sun was coming down and you don't want to ride in the dark, in uh, some without lights of course, in some uh, yes, of those field roads So, actually, we went on the other side, not super funny, but all the first parts, I would say, the first 80 kilometers were just amazing. And everything was made better, thanks to Komoot, because of this track and because of turn-by-turn navigation and offline mapping. From time to time, you had to check out what's going on, and everything was super well connected with my Wahoo. If you want to unlock, as well, your free region, just go on www. Oh, you never do these you know, things anymore. It's komut.com slash g like Greenland, better. Komut.com slash g like Greenland and put the code BROOM and then you can unlock as well your free region. But remember that on your computer, everything that is online is planable as free for everybody on Komut. Enjoy it! Thanks a lot for your support. Thanks out Komut for your support. Thanks you for the support and remember that if you want to contribute with a couple of drops of coins uh, for all the expenses of the production of this podcast find the in the description below the coffee account and buy me a coffee if you want otherwise if you want to continue support me just go on apple podcast google podcast spotify wherever you think is good for you and write a review and share and subscribe do whatever you can in this way we can come up with some more amazing stories amazing stories like the one of today uh John Woodruff I ma- I mention him all the time but he's a great mother for this podcast gives me all the time a lot of inspirations and contacts uh thanks to him actually we're having a conversation about cool people around the cycling world and everything similar to that, and actually put me in contact with uh, the interviewee of today, with Enoch, and we said, okay, yes, I think that you can talk with Enoch a lot about riding in Southeast Asia, community, inclusivity, and also his two projects, the Temple Projects, his main project, that is a brand of clothing, really based on the community around cycling as well as fara cycling that is a cycling brand that also with inclusivity and exploration in mind i will be super short today on saying listen to the podcast it was a great shot and i will talk to you at the end because i have also some tips and news tips and news well, this is a conversation that is going in for... It has been going in for a bit of time. We talked the first time, Enoch, one month ago, I think, more or less.
1: Yeah, that's right. I think it was one month ago before my crash.
0: Uh, did you crash? <laughs> what happened?
1: I just had a big crash. Uh, I was I was riding a, an event uh, with a friend of mine. It was a oh. 400k event. Possibly we were supposed to stay a night away in Antwerp area. Yeah, and that was the first day we were going down. It was 90, already in 95k and yeah it was so much wind uh we had a bit of a, a tailwind in the back so it was nice and you know pretty fast we were like going like 36 37 and i was on my car and a big and the big freaking container passes me on a 100k road Oof. i got sucked into his uh uh his wind and then when he passed he just spits me out to the to the ground
0: oh shit
1: oh so, so i was basically eating tarmac for like four meters or something my left, my left side is just all open, so from my ankle to my shoulder, oh. it's like wounds and, and, and bruises.
0: <laughs> okay, but uh, how are you doing now? Good,
1: good introduction, isn't it?
0: <laughs> I did uh, people. I swear, I didn't know about that. How are you doing now? Otherwise, I would have asked you straight away. I didn't know it at all. How are you doing now?
1: I'm doing okay. Uh, all the wounds are closed up. Okay. I still have a big bruise, on my hip, which is basically purple, and uh, my shoulder is a little bit messed up, but. It's getting better. It's getting better. Nothing broken. Nothing broken. That's
0: good. good. Did you ride the bike now? Uh, Have you ridden the bike since then, or you are not riding the bike till everything is gonna be back in place?
1: I haven't been able to go on the bike because the shoulder can't take any, uh, um, uh, what you call, vibration movement.
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: But yeah, I'm, I'm eager. I'm like super um, hungry to be on the bike again.
0: Yes, yes, yes. You're gonna do it soon. No worries. And uh, you're gonna plan. We're gonna talk about that. But you're gonna plan also some cool events soon, right? So.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's perfect. Right. That's right. So
0: this was the best introduction because it was completely spontaneous. <laughs> I didn't know about that, but probably so we started this conversation with Enoch then one month ago before your crash. And then we decided, okay, let's have a talk because Enoch is a lot he first of all runs an amazing brand, clothing brand called Temple Project. That is pretty active in the cycling world is actually a bridging between Europe and Southeast Asia. So we're gonna talk about this cultural part of cycling world. He also collaborates with Farah Cycling as well, and other brands with another brand with a super fresh let's say, a super fresh approach to cycling. And that's something that I lo- uh, love. Plus, you are pretty experienced in a lot of cycling events and uh, ODACs and also your cycling life started from one side and now arrived in the... Ra- it's super interesting. But first of all, before myself giving an introduction about you, things that I don't want to do, I just want to say something that is going to let you jump from the chair, want to ride your bike and leave this conversation straight away, that is going to be starting... Sorry. Spelling more than spelling, pronouncing your name and surname in the worst way that you ever listened to, and you are Enoch Wahundi. Why you <laughs> tell me, Close tell me. it to me, tell me, please, because it's crazy. I don't know you know it's, uh, I'm already bad with Italian accent. Can you imagine also from foreign for me? Once it's crazy. No, tell me, how is your name and surname? Man.
1: Um. Hanoque Wahudi.
0: Wahudi, okay.
1: And um, it is—it is a very uncommon name, even for Indonesian. I mean, like a lot of people just can't pronounce my name. Okay. Like, especially Starbucks. If I go to Starbucks, forget <laughs> it.
0: That's a my brand name, mark.
1: My, <laughs> I will be called. Uh, if I go to Starbucks, people would just call me Jack. I'll just tell everybody, like, "What's your name? My name is Jack. That's it." Okay. <laughs> you just save them the confusion. You know? So okay. yeah, I mean, uh, the name itself. That's the long story behind it. I was bored without a name for like two weeks. Really? My my parents didn't really prepare it because they thought that my grandparents would give the name to me. But then my grandparents didn't do it because they thought my parents were gonna give that name to me. So then after two weeks my grandparents came up with a name, uh Hanok Wahidi, which which uh referenced thing from the Bible. Uh you know, was was one of prophet back in the day. Yes, so yes, yes, yes. He got lifted by he got lifted by God. This this is what was a story. Or or maybe he got lost in the woods and then gone, died. I don't know. But that was the story. Okay. <laughs> so that, that, that that's where my name came from. And um yeah, I've been growing up with the name, with the hard name that nobody does for I don't know, thirty seven <laughs> years now. <laughs>
0: No, because I actually heard already about Enoch as a name, but he's actually spelled in a different way. And they thought that this was actually the Indonesian version of Enoch itself in the Bible. But yeah, it's no, Hanok then. Hanok.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's right. It is, it is the Indonesian version of it. Yeah, that's okay,
0: right. perfect. Yeah, yeah, because um, I've been in Catholic school. So I was raised into a Catholic school, primary school, when I was a kid. Now I came out as an atheist, but that's another story. So <laughs> my life actually started with a super strong Catholic education. So now I'm competing on the opposite side, not competing on the opposite side, but actually believe in something else. I'm an atheist, as I was saying. I don't believe in, no, that's another thing. This is nihilism, that's another point. And, but I have a super solid, super solid basis on uh, everybody, everything that is related to Bibles and stuff. So everybody that I'm out having you know, a pizza or a drink or whatever with some friends, if something about religion pops out, they know how to ask. <laughs> Yeah, it happens okay. all the time. That's why when I saw your name, Enoch, I said, "Okay, but it's written another way. Probably is another thing in Indonesia." But no, actually, you are confirming me that the root is the same.
1: Yeah, but it's 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 funny, right? i also grew up in in, in a church church uh, church like community, right? Yes. And uh, and uh, well, my grandparents used to be teachers in China. Yeah. And they had they had, they were teachers and they were Christians. So this is like back in 1930s, right? And communism came in a long story short, they had to run away and ended up in Indonesia. And so, so yeah, and in Indonesia, they build up the church and stuff like that. So I'm also growing up with that kind of a, 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 a what you call it, the religion based yes. family and stuff. And, but what's funny, like when I studied a little bit more about, about my name or this and stuff like that, and every, uh, how would you call this, every book you know they have the bible the christian bible the catholic bibles the and the uh uh pentecost bibles and stuff like that right they have different books what's funny is that like in the christian they only talk about like oh yeah Enoch lived for like i don't know how many years and then got lifted by god yeah but then in the, in the catholic book enoch has his own bible
0: yes yes yes
1: right and i met up with a pastor back when i was in in the united states He's like the first time that I met him. What's your name? Oh, my name is Hanok. Oh, did you know Hanok is a false prophet. I'm like what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Like
1: what? Really? Is that how you? Is that how you're going to approach your 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 uh, somebody you just met the first time and saying that my name come from a false prophet? I'm like what? what?
0: <laughs> uh, that's not me, by the way. That's not me. <laughs> and I'm not involved yeah, that in was, that.
1: It was a funny story. It was funny story. So the name was like so it, it's yeah it's i think the whole the whole the whole name and the whole life itself just makes it super interesting because of that
0: (laughs) absolutely no no no, i can i can completely confirm that yeah it's super amazing and super interesting conversation when you're starting from that you have a basic actually to go into more conversation easily because you have something like the heavy conversation at the beginning let's put it in this way then everything is going to be lighter if you start talking about bible and actually the origin of your name through bible (laughs) Everything else is going to be easier to approach. I truly believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah but actually yeah. now we know a bit more about your name, but probably you can give us a bit more of introduction about you as a person, aside from your name. Yeah. It's going to lighter conversations, as you were saying.
1: Cool, cool. <laughs> Let's start with something <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, well, I'm born and raised in Indonesia, but a uh, family blood comes from China. hmm um, yeah, you know. So basically, I'm Indonesian, you know, with with the ethnicity of Chinese. So I'm Chinese, basically. Um, yeah. Took a, took master degree in marketing and finance degree in finance, but now I'm doing designs. <laughs> so that's like a totally different world as well. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I've been working a lot with a lot of different industries, mm-hmm. from starting from like uh, hospitality. And FMCG, uh, finance, I used to work for the government a little bit as well, and my family business is farming, and I used to help them in, in, in farms as well, and until recently, and then I stopped doing that and joined, I mean, uh, took 100% on Temple Project. That's when I do the uh, clothing industry, basically. Yeah. So that that's a sh- story short about about what I do and who I am. Um. Now I live in Netherlands because... I have a family here. I have a, uh, a younger daughter. Wow! Uh, young daughter. She's uh, almost five, and uh, this August she's five. And my my wife's Dutch. That's why she. That's why we're here. Okay. And yeah. And I think being here gives a, a much uh, broader opportunity. What what I'm doing in, in in terms of a temple project itself, because Netherlands has a very rich uh, culture and cycling, and and a very rich uh, how would you call this? Uh, the level of competition within brands, as well is like a lot different, so that sort of like bring me to a different type of ball game,
0: mm-hmm. and I like
1: that. I like to I like to uh, uh, challenge myself. I like to see where I can fit in or like what I can do differently.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. And uh, so, it how did it happen? Because actually, you were mentioning before that you were in the U.S. You actually were born in Indonesia. Now you are in the Netherlands. What made you, apart from work, I think probably it's only work, made you travel the world? And then handing up in the Netherlands and starting your business. Was it bicycles? Was it only work? Was it uh, your personal relationship for sure, or was it something else?
1: Um, well, first I was in the U.S. because I was master degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a I got a scholarship in hospitality. Um, but uh, when I was doing the hospitality, I got bored with it. Like after after two months, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's a little bit boring. It's just it's just basically being people you know and I'm just that's how i see it that's how i put it that way Cause like it was, okay the school that i attend was uh, was about hotels and restaurants etc right the management of hotels and restaurants etc and pretty much pretty much in my opinion is what i took in my uh, uh bachelor degree Okay. You know, just a little bit of a little bit of extra and a little bit of extension so i'm like yeah i think i need more challenge so then i i went to the school so it's like you know what can you move my scholarship Finance. Yeah, sure. And so I took finance there. That's why I was I was in the U.S. Okay. I was planning to stay there. I was planning to stay. there, You know, graduating from finance, blah blah blah, right? And then stay in the U.S. That's the perfect scenario. You
0: know. Where U.S. Where but, are you?
1: Uh, Providence, Rhode Island.
0: Okay. Yes. 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 Yes.
1: So that's a uh, one hour ish away from Boston. Yes. 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 Yeah, the east side. Um. Yeah. And but when I graduate, that's two thousand nine. That was the crisis. U.S. You know, the big crisis and everybody who's uh, basically foreigners are being uh, f- um, being stopped from their work, you know, because they want to be uh, a lot of people, a lot of companies want to like help their own citizens first. And anybody else who does not have a job can't get any job.
0: Okay, of so course.
1: I had, I had to go home, but um, I had to go home to Indonesia. <clears throat> but when I was there, that's when I met my wife. Well, she was there for her exchange uh, program degree, from because she's from Netherlands and she has an exchange program degree for like six months. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we did a long distance relationship since then for like four years. <laughs> okay. Until she moved. Until she moved with me to Indonesia, and then yeah, we lived in Indonesia together for five years, and yeah, we moved here now. We're in Netherlands for five years already.
0: Perfect. No, sorry, I was laughing when you said, okay, long-distance relationship for four years. My girlfriend and I, we also had a long-distance relationship for seven years. Wow, uh, kudos to you, brother. Yeah, no, that's why I was laughing, because I think that, okay, Enoch can understand me. It's uh, not the best. Moving every... At the end for us, it was everything beneath Europe and not so far away. So before Italy and Switzerland, then... uh, Berlin and Switzerland and actually it came also closer because before she was in Lausanne and then she moved to Zurich and from Zurich to Berlin is easier to fly so we if at the beginning it was every once a month uh, once every 3 weeks when we were Berlin Zurich it was easier so once every 2 weeks was the average so it was good but then yes that's why I was laughing I said okay that's something that uh, you understand how tough it is and that's why at a certain point I decided for a couple of reasons especially because here, bicycles is also better than Berlin, but they decided actually to move here to Zurich because Switzerland is amazing and also on the other side. Finally living together after seven years is just great. so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: these yeah. are the things yeah. that yeah. actually yeah.
0: made you think made you move from one country to the other. basically then everything else can be work, can be passion or whatever is also important, but basically it's getting a bit more comfortable in your relationship. It's something that actually moves
1: yeah it's uh it's a lot of work definitely it's a lot of work absolutely when you do the, when you do the long distance relationship. i mean like you still have to sort of like the same time zone we had we had seven seven no six yeah six hours differences wow so and that's that's a lot of uh yeah late nights and early mornings and stuff but yeah that that that's that's in the past it Hopefully
0: worked. It, it works <laughs> it now it's uh, everything's fun <laughs> and uh, yeah so then at a certain point, tell me when cycling get into your life. So how bicycles are really related to you?
1: Um, I started really early in my days. I think at, at like four years old, my dad bought me a, um, uh, what you call it a, a small bicycle with the helper uh, wheels. You know. Yes. The, 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 what do you call it? The plus wheels? I don't know. Yes, you yes, call
0: that. yes. Uh, the training wheels, I think, is it? The yes, name? there you training go. Training wheels. wheels oh. Training
1: wheels, right? But then, like, I never get around that, so I just keep using training wheels for a long time. Okay. Until so, I don't know five, six years old or something, I just don't know how to do it. They try to teach me how to do it, I couldn't do it. Until I'm like one day, I decided, you know what, I have to do it. Um. So the, we had in Asia we had this big, uh, big tree, a rambutan tree. I don't know, if you know, rambutan. No, abuton <laughs> is the hairy fruit. Okay, it's a typical, typical. Uh, uh, I think Southeast Asian uh, type of uh, fruits, right? I googled so it the, at the
0: moment right now. I completely understand which one it is, and also the fruit as well. I know it. Yes, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So inside, it's like lechi is. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah.
1: So we had this big tree in the house, uh, in the garden, and like I was just circling it. You know. I just and it was a bit muddy that day. I was like circling it faster and faster and faster and faster. I didn't realize that I was leaning over already, and then I fell. Okay, right. When I fell, I was like, "Oh man, I fell!" And then took up the bike. I was like, "Hey, one of the training wheels already up, like halfway up." So I wasn't really using training wheels halfway, right? So I just stopped to I just stopped biking. I went to my uh, I went to my uh, my my uh, that was there was. I used to work for my dad, and he lives he lives in the house as well. So I was like, "Yeah, I told him like, can you help me out take off this wheels?" So and like, "Yeah, okay, here." Okay. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, I'm sure I want to do this. So starting from there, I was six years old, starting really late without this stuff, but able to get it myself. But then, um, you know, we don't have growing up. We don't really have lots of room to play with with like toys and stuff. The all the only thing I had was the bike. Okay. And you know, I don't I don't play video games. I don't I don't do those kind of stuff. I don't do Legos and all those kind of stuff because we just couldn't afford it then. And and I think uh, my, my 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 dad's friend saw me like oh I'm a tough cycling because this is the only thing I got. So he gave me um, I think around when I was seven years old, he gave me a, a BMX, an no, old BMX of his son. Okay. Um it was oversized, maybe like times, the size that I needed.
0: Okay.
1: So it was too big for me. I was too heavy, but I was just having a blast with it. Uh, we lived, we lived in, um, in a suburb area.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then was a suburb area, right? Now it becomes a small city by itself. And behind the house, we have a smaller, um, w- a smaller village type of, of, of uh, uh, scene, uh, environment. And around it, we we'll have we had a lot of uh, paddy fields. We have a lot of this, this empty sand dunes and stuff like that. So, me and, the, and the village guys for the kids, we were just like, oh, hey, well, let's go to this place, and then you know, take our bikes, and then they're trying to find some frogs, things like that, or like you know, we'll fly some kites, and so we were around a lot with the bikes in the area. And, okay. and that's that's what I think. I fell in love with the freedom of it. The, the idea it was like, Oh man, cycling is so cool. You can go to so many places, do these weird stunts, like jump into the dunes and, you know, fell over on your head and things like that. Right. So that's when I fell in love with it. But then I forgot about it. Like when I got into, uh, I think when I started in junior high school, I didn't touch it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Like, it happens. Not. Yeah.
1: Junior high school, I don't do anything. And then, um, uh, in the high school itself, I definitely don't touch it because uh, that's when I uh, get a scholarship in golf. So I was, I was a bit of a, I was playing golf a little bit, and I got uh, to the junior program, the pro junior program. Okay. And I did that for two years. I hated it, by the way. Oh, okay. At that time
0: but you were good at it, actually. If you got a scholarship in golf, it means that, yeah.
1: I was okay. You yeah. were okay. I was okay. Okay. I was okay. Maybe I could be good, but I was okay at that time. Okay. And, um, yeah, and I hated it because like I think the idea of, of playing an old people's game, you know what I mean, is not fun. And when I when I go to when I go to golf course at that time, this is me in high school, right? There were nobody as at my age, you know. So I cannot really uh, communicate to other people. I cannot really have any good. Uh, how would you call it? Friendship-wise, there is none. There's no community behind it to like, oh, this is fun. Same people, same type of age people, you know, going around and stuff. No, I'm only hanging with like older guys right? Mm-hmm. or people older than me. And and yeah, when they talk, I just don't understand what they're saying because a lot of them already like in the college time or, or like working. Yes. So yes. I, I hated it at that time. Um, yeah, and I didn't touch it and then go to college. I was playing basketball. Um, didn't really do anything with cycling as well, until I was back in Indonesia in 2012. Uh, an old friend of mine from high school that I knew, she was uh, she was actually a downhiller athlete from Indonesia, like a, a like a daredevil type of athlete. And this is the world, and she does downhill, so yeah. it's like a plus plus for me. <laughs> yeah, in my in my in my in my in my respect to her, it's like. Oh, you're a here? It's a plus. Oh, you're a girl? It's a plus, plus. Oh, you're also an athlete. You know, athlete, that's like a triple plus.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> so she's like, hey, you just came back. Why don't we just go biking? Because I saw some of your photos in the US, you were biking a little bit. I'm like, yeah, 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 that's right. All right, why don't you borrow my bikes and let's go here. Sure. So she borrowed me her XC, uh, uh, um, a hardtail uh, mountain bike. Then we start biking again. I sat in and it's like, oh shit, you know, I missed this. I'm sorry for my language.
0: No, way. no worries. I, I don't think I'm gonna put any disclaimer anyways. It's just oh <laughs> shit, I said it as well before. We're one to one, it's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's like, oh man, I, I missed this a lot. I missed the freedom of it. I missed the I miss the I miss the energy that comes from it, right? So I just picked it up the the week after I just bought a bike. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll just get my first bike, whatever, right? Whatever money I got, I'll just buy it. So I just bought a, a I think the first my mountain bike I got was a trek. Yeah, it was a trek bike. Okay. So I bought that one, and then just go around a little bit. And she was bored with she was bored with mountain bike because she's been doing it since high school, you know. And she's like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do something else. I wanna do try a road bike so I haven't done it. It's like all oh my it's has been mountain bike, and I wanna do a, a, a road bike. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm. I'm just gonna stick around with Mountain Bikes first. I'm not gonna go right back yet. And so she bought her. Her. Oh my God. This is. This is a, It's actually a little bit outrageous at that time. My. As I think of it. So at that time, thousand twelve, she just bought a Pinarello Dogma sixty five point one. Which was at that time was like one of the most expensive, right?
0: So we are talking about like, twenty fourteen, oh, right?
1: Yeah. So the like
0: the Chris Froome bike, I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what well, it is. The from right? bike. The Griswold yeah. bike. Yeah, the, the very first. The very first one, I think. Yeah. She bought that. I was like, whoa, what is this? You know, I was like, the first time I look at a road bike that looks like that, you know, with curvy whatever yeah. forks. It's like, that's a bit trippy. You know? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's a bit trippy. That's a bit unique. You know, I've never seen anything like that. And I asked, like, how does it ride? Like, she's like, I'll give it a try. So I went, borrowed her bike bike it's like oh man this is fun you know all the speed you know with all the cornering like mountain bike especially with suspension you you don't have that uh how'd you call it you don't have that stiffness you don't have that grip of like cornering and stuff right of course when they try road bike on an asphalt and the speed it's just like yes I gotta get a road bike
0: <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs>
1: so I bought I bought a road bike afterwards uh it was an Orbea Orca um yeah Took that month. I took took that road bike, uh, for about. I brought mean, that road bike for about like six, seven months, and I got crazy. I'm like, let's do some crazy events. So after like seven months or eight months of biking road bike, which actually nothing, you know, I did a 400k race. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was crazy. That was out of nowhere, and I think that was a bit stupid at that time. So. Yeah, it was it was the first it was the first long distance uh thing that I been did, did back then I think it's called random nurse at that time yeah um yeah I was in Bali which is beautiful which was beautiful and um yeah I, I had a time of my life so from then and just till today I just kept on doing road bikes I still do mountain biking once in a while but most of the time it's just road bikes right now and yeah
0: yeah, I can see actually from, oh, there isn't your back, I can see two bikes, I cannot see any mountain bike, but one for sure has skinny tires, the other kind of, let me see, I can see there are some drop bars and the other one has a bit more fatty fatty tires. Uh, yeah, so I,
1: this is, a, this is a, I have a gravel bike, behind me I have a gravel bike and I have a road bike. Right a road up.
0: bike and gravel bike, yes. Yeah, the,
1: the gravel bike comes with little sets that i have one is with the knobby tires for for grips and stuff yes and, and the other one is more like a flat slick tires for like long distance okay Okay. Uh, okay. You know, riding yeah
0: but you still own some mountain bikes as well
1: I, I i was planning to buy another one uh yeah you know i i just don't have enough space in my house right
0: now <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Don't, don't tell me that's that's the same problem that they have apart from the the industry uh how could you call it the industry's st- stop not it's not actually a stop but something like bottleneck that's the way uh i was also planning to do that but i don't have space in my place there are none around i'm gonna wait for two or three years and then everybody's gonna sell sell their mountain bikes around i'm gonna get the secondhand one and probably by then i'm gonna have also some space more
1: hopefully yeah hopefully <laughs> yeah, that's hopefully. The idea
0: that's the main thing yes yeah. and so actually you basically rode most of your time the bike back to indonesia or away southeast asia or you also are doing some stuff also now in holland i think that actually wait i'm gonna tell you what i'm doing in one second but
1: okay
0: because of the period like it is and corona i think that actually you are stuck more or less in the netherlands right Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. I was actually taking out one coin and put it in my Broomwagon coffee jar because basically I tend not to say the word and not to talk so much about corona during uh, my interviews because the last couple of years everybody talks about that and usually when people want to listen to my podcast or to our chat they don't want to listen to that but what's actually a bit more to relax their mind but because I think that sometimes in a context you need to talk about corona and I want to make it a happy talk I drop a coin in my COVID jar. And then at the end of the season, when all this jar is gonna be full, I'm gonna take this money and give it to charity. And I choose as a charity um, Sea Watch, that is the German charity with saving people in Central Mediterranean. So all the time yeah, can I
1: put can I put something in that jar as well?
0: Yes, if you want. Yes, or just yes, if you, please. If you want at a certain point, just you can uh, um, donate directly to the Sea Watch. Uh, for me, the important thing is to sensibilize people and let people know that there are people really that are saving refugees and crossing yeah. the sea is not just a number. These people arrived here to Europe and uh, this can be a problem or these people arrived here and these people died. Is not just number. There are real people that are dying in the central Mediterranean. That there are real people who are saving them. So just for me, sensibilization, let people know that there are association charities like Sea Watch who are taking care of them, for me, it's already <laughs> enough but everybody out there you as well
1: i I, I would like i would like to join i would like to join the cause as well because like uh, i I think you heard the story like you know we we are immigrants i mean my family roots are immigrants so i think uh absolutely idea to to be to be joining this cause is nice for me so yeah let me fill up the same jar as yours um, yeah, we make it bigger. I think it's better,
0: right? Thanks a lot, Ben. I really, really appreciate it. And also for me, it's something that is really close to my heart because I'm moving from one country to the other since I was a kid. Um, and as well, I come from originally the south of Italy. And in the south of Italy, you can see a lot of these realities and stuff. And for us, these numbers are real. And yeah. having an eye on this situation is always good for me and keeps myself being attached to the reality instead of only thinking about... I would don't want to say only, uh, let's say, crazy or lazy things, but let's say something that is really lazy. I need to do this, I need to do that, blah, blah, blah. There are also real causes that need to be supported. That's why I'm doing it. And yeah. that's super important. Uh, so after the shout out to SeaWatch, thanks a lot for the supporting, by the way, to you and to everybody yeah, who is well. listening. Uh, we're talking about bikes. And uh, I was the question for me was, where are you riding usually? Your bike. Everything started, as I was saying, in Indonesia. But you made a lot of events, a lot of ODAX, and then you moved to the Netherlands. Yes, to the Netherlands. What's now? Where are you really deep involved into bicycles at the moment? Also, thanks to your project that I think is gonna kick in, uh, Temple Project. I mean, that is gonna kick in the conversation. Yeah.
1: Well, it's really rooted in Southeast Asia. Um, growing there. I mean, like I think you know especially in Asia, growing up from there, uh, it really gives me uh, how would you call it, a better understanding about the culture of the people, right? And uh, yeah, at, at the same time, like I travel a lot, quite a lot to Singapore and Malaysia, uh, you know, when I was there. So this this area has become sort of, I wouldn't say my playground, but it becomes a place that I uh, grew up with, in with, with, with terms of cycling, you know, it, it, it's, similar some similarity in between cultures in the area is also almost the same you know the, the the Southeast Asian mentality humble you know easygoing and easy to talk to stuff like that it becomes um, a magnet for me to be involved and yeah I mean I always like to go there I always like to go back writing back in Bali, writing it back in, in Singapore with my friends of mine friends of mine, it's, it's just it's just a really good nostalgia it's a really good story it's not always about the speed anymore right now it's more like you know what hey I missed this place can we go there and then like you know see that place or like oh can we go to that um, that small hut in the mountains where where we used to have coffee and stuff like that it becomes like that it becomes part of a, a yeah nostalgia back to story time and the difference is like well, now that I'm in Netherlands, everything is a new experience for me. Sort of new experience to yeah. me, like going to a different place. You'll be like, oh, what's there? I want to see it. And oh, let's go right here. Like oh, what's what the what's the uh, surrounding looks like? It's not like that. And I think you know, and in, in Netherlands there's not much of mountains, right? So it's it's um, it's different. It's it's totally different when I was doing Indonesia. We would go to the mountains, of course, or or at least try to go to the mountains. And yeah, being in Netherlands, everything's just so open, so so full of wind. <laughs> that will be your climb, basically. <laughs> yes, yeah. the
0: the Dutch mountains, right? That's how they call The Dutch it. mountains.
1: Yeah. yeah, and and yeah. So it's 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 not a it's not a boring journey. Even though I try to I try to do I try to ride as much as possible, but like you know, with the work that I'm doing right now, it actually less and less even though i do want to but yeah that's what they say if you turn your hobby into a work you don't do your hobby anymore you're just doing work in your hobby
0: yes (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. we need actually to reverse i think this kind of refrain okay you turn your hobby into a work and then you're never working anymore in your life yes of course but you're not having your hobby anymore it's exactly. cool. It's cool. It's super cool because actually it's something that you're passionate of, and you wake up in the morning really, really keen of doing something cool. But also on the other side, you're telling us, right? you are not riding anymore as much as before because before five o'clock over, let's go ride. Now there's not a five yeah. o'clock time.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So and uh, I've been doing since like you know Temple Project mostly a one man show. And yeah, of course, there's so much things that. Yeah, you know, so much task that you have to do, mm-hmm. especially with with the growing times of uh, the biking industry right now, and we're involved with a lot more uh, a lot more projects. Almost never-ending story with task.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I do plan I do plan some rides. I do have some plans for them.
0: Okay, yeah. when you recover from your injury. Uh,
1: obviously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, so yeah, you were actually uh, mentioning it. So basically, now your job, your project everything related to that is something related to cycling and his temple project tell us more about that how everything came up and what it is of course is something super important and where it's rooted as well
1: um well temple project the name itself comes from the the sayings like your body is your temple oh yeah so um and i think it should be everybody's goal or every project in this case to make your body fit and healthy and you know long lasting until your old age, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why we call it Temple Project. So it's your project is your own self, how do you call it self-goal to make yourself healthy and you know be fit. So that's why it's called Temple Project. And the idea behind Temple Project is to allow people to dream and become that person that you want to be. Like either you want to be fit in cycling or rock, whatever in sports in general is like that but since we picked up cycling and I think cycling brings up uh, uh, a positive, positive energy and positive uh, outcome in terms of like mental health and also uh, physical health. So we're, we're, we're pushing people to go there, even though it's not the easiest uh, sports to go in in the first time. But so that's the idea of the project. We want to, want to have people to dream. We want to have people to act, and we want to have people to inspire other people to dream, act, and, and 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 you know, and do this this healthy lifestyle in a way. In the end, it's about getting people to uh, getting people to the help better and healthier lifestyle than they were. Either you're like a smoker, either you're like a heavy drinker, or you're just a very, uh, for example, you're just a very. Uh, what do you call this? A big snacker, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, whatever the unhealthy lifestyle you used to have, you want to try to people to to a better state. Okay. And hopefully, you do crazy things with it, like for example, you know, join an Ironman race or like you know, join a competition with the Tour de France.
0: Okay. Or oh, four hundred kilometers, six weeks. No, sorry, six months after you got your first road bike.
1: Yeah, that's a bit crazy, but yeah, I won't. I won't really suggest that. But you know, th- that's just. <laughs> For me, that's just my personal thing. Uh, for me, like when I do things, it's either, it's either 100% or nothing. Yes. Because that's just who I am. I, I'm, I can't do things like halfway. So I'm like, okay, I want to do this. Let's do, let's do things that physically, mentally, and, and, and timely challenging me. So then I can be 100% committed to it because I know who I am. If I do things halfway, I'll never finish it. Yes. So that's why I think the reasons why I picked those kind of races races that I, that I joined or whatever, it's because of that mentality that I have.
0: Okay. That okay.
1: necessarily has to work for everybody. That's just why.
0: Yeah, that's something super important that I think is actually especially for most of the company that I talk with or most of the people that I talk with is – We will try to give people not only stuff to wear, stuff to use, but actually an inspiration. But you have to make it your own way. If you're making like somebody else, you will never follow up with the message that we're trying to tell you. If you're using your own way, then this is really the thing that would stick with you most of the time. Right? Yeah. So. So yeah, what it is then, Temple Project? You said that actually is a source of inspiration for people to make their body their temple, but concretely?
1: Um, so it's a clothing so- uh, company, right now it's a clothing company, it's okay. a brand. Uh, we produce uh, cycling clothing, triathlon clothing, hopefully soon also expanded to other uh, types like uh, running and also maybe lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But what we try to bring is value to products. Uh, we try to bring the best quality that we can afford. In terms of like our capacity to produce and our capacity to buy this product, um, and also we want to pro- pro- provide the people with with the designs that uh, first it's either unique, very unique, or long lasting, and where so when you buy the products, it's something that you really wanted to have. For example, a collection of art by somebody, some artist, or or something that's like, oh yeah, this will look good. In addition to the cycling clothing that I have already. So we're not the type of brand who pushes everybody just to buy only our brand. No, we're not. We are top type of uh, a brand who's like, you know, if you do like our stuff and you do, you do understand the value behind it, like pricing wise, quality wise, and also what we're trying to do behind it, then yeah, you're welcome to buy our product.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So it's, it's we're never going to be like, yeah, we're the best. We're the best in the market. We're number one. Cause I, we know we're not, you mm-hmm. know, there are other people who has bigger, Bigger ball game than us, bigger bigger guns, bigger money, whatever. And they have all the complete R&D uh, team behind it. And we're just, you know, small players. We know. But what we're trying to do is like we're trying to create a better systematic and much more understanding community and values towards what we're doing. That's why we worked a lot with the uh, smaller clubs and smaller communities around us.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. something that—that's a question that I wanted to ask you and it's pretty clear actually that you're trying to get into the market on being one of the players and not trying to eat, let's say, uh, absorb all the other players. That's super nice. And actually something that I really noticed in our last talk and actually by checking on your website is that you are really there to help the community. And when we're talking about the community, we're talking about two different types, I would say. We're talking about the cycling community itself, giving something back on something that gave you so much. And also on the other side, also you're trying to develop cycling as well on where your passion for cycling was born. And I mean, Southeast Asia. Tell us more about that. So how is your support to the community and how you see differences between the communities in Europe where you live and Southeast Asia where this passion came out?
1: Um, I think in terms of communities, the difference is the culture, um, you know. The culture here in Europe, uh, wh- when they have clubs, especially when they have clubs, it's very much towards uh, competition-wise.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, you know, when they join you join club, of course, you get assigned to like a specific uh, uh, group, like you're the group A, group B, elite, whatever, and then you train with those guys and stuff to make sure that you know when you join races that you win, right? Um depend depending on like differences, of course, there's also sort of communities here, like you know, you just join here just to do group rights or or like Sunday rides, etc. They also have that here. But most of the clubs are about performance, right? But when we talk about clubs in, in in Southeast Asia, um I think some of these clubs are existed because of friendship, you know, that they don't really necessarily sometimes uh Go 100% into like oh competition, competition, competition. They don't, or more like you know we we like what we hang out with, so let's make it a club. You know, okay. We call it. It's either like oh yeah, let's call it the Thunder Club because you know when instead of like oh the Thunder Club's gonna join this crit, da, 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 no, it's not always like that. Okay. Oh uh, and or just to makes it to makes it a little bit more how would you call it uh exciting because you like, oh I'm part of this club. And, and, and it's fun because we can get to ride together with our friends here and there. So that's the difference in community. But uh what we're trying to do in in in, in 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 essence of Temple Project is that um see that when it comes to sport there's this waves. Sometimes there are certain sports that get the big wave of where everybody just jump into it and then they forgot about it. Um uh, my idea, or at least our idea, is that, that we want to be here for for a long term. Long, more for, like, uh, the lifestyle, right? Um, not necessarily that you have to race all the time, no, but it's more like, uh, what do you want to do with your life? What's your goal in life, right? In in, in terms of sports, obviously, exactly. Like, for example, uh, we, we work with Triathlon Buddies, which is a... a Back then, we used to work a lot with them. Now it's getting less. But um, back then, when they just started, triathlon, Buddy was made uh, or were or, or created to become a safe community, a safe—not I would say club, more like community, where you, for people who never tried triathlon, to train and to race in a safe way. Okay. Because when you see when you see races of triathlons all over the world it seems to be very far stretched where you can you can have to be you have to be like able to swim so far, you have to be able to ride so far and you have to be go doing it all so fast, right? So for an average people who never let's say never um do a lot of sports or only goes to the gym, when they see something like that, like you know what, I'll never be able to do that. <laughs> Crazy. I don't think it's gonna be happening. So that's why create, uh, triathlon body was created to like, hey, you want to try triathlon? Come with us. We'll treat you. or We'll tell you what to do. I mean, like, not tell you, but like, we'll guide you on what 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 what's not to do when you want to join this sort of events. Maybe start with a quarter or like a a, a a one of eight distance first, and then you try with the quarter, and then you try with the half, and then you try with the full distance. Yeah. So they, they split the they split up the levels. For everybody to try, and it, it grows. It helps. It helps a lot of people, including me. That was the first time that I joined triathlon. Okay. Because I was like, you know what? I, I might not be able to do full distance, but I can try the eighth distance, the one of the eighth distance, which is like short swimming with two hundred fifty meters swimming, uh, twenty k riding, and then a five k run. I can do that.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Then, jump in. <laughs> loved it. And the next crazy thing that I do, obviously because it's me, half Ironman.
0: <laughs> okay, you skipped completely <laughs> a quarter. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's that's just me. But oh like, yeah, gosh. I don't suggest I don't suggest people to do that on on triathlon. That's just too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also because the half uh, Ironman, I don't know. I have a lot of friends that train the whole year to do one. So yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So that, that that's just me. But um, yeah, uh, we work with them. We help them like either. Back then was like yeah either we become marshals or we we make we create small clinics. Sometimes we give out some clothes for like uh, kits or or like people who uh, who wants to do it but they don't have any clothing. Yeah, um, you know things like that become a, uh, race captains and stuff like that. You know, teach them how to change tires, like all the small stuff. Like effort-wise, in 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 uh, how do you call it? Giving our energy to it, time-wise. And sometimes also our, our our products to to you know give door prizes and stuff like that sponsorship and stuff, like that. and that's not the only one um, as well. Like because we like to be, we like to be the brand that grows the market, not just taking away what's in the market. We want to make the market grow. Yes. The bigger the market, the better it is, right? For everybody, and that's why inclusivity is important for us. We want to have everybody to join. Um, to join the, the the train, you know. So yeah, that's the reason why we work with Turtles. That's why the reason we work with WCC, which is Women's Cycling Club. That's also in Indonesia. Okay. That's why we work with uh, Race to Share in Singapore. Uh, Race to Share is, is a little bit different as well. Their goal or their their vision is to help um, a lot of uh hosts uh, in Singapore, especially domestic workers in Singapore, who might not have access to sports. Or not have the idea of a healthy lifestyle to join this lifestyle. For example, like renting out the, a dragon boat to train together.
0: Okay. You know,
1: or, or like you know, have have a have a five k or ten k jogging and stuff like that, or helping somebody to train for like a five k race, ten k race. You know, the first time, the very first time. That's 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 what we like to do. And uh, WCC is the same thing, but their focus is more like promoting cycling to women in Indonesia. yeah, um, Because, yeah, I think, you know, the culture in Indonesia where women usually just stay inside the house and stuff like that. And not a lot of women who want, or the idea of women going out doing sports or crazy sports is might be or could be looked frowned upon. Uh, uh, people are not used to that. So and WCC was was made or or was 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 created to become that uh, safe space for them.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You were telling me last time actually, just to add a chip on it, uh, that you're also working together with the Canadian team, right? Of transsexual, also supporting them.
1: Yeah. So shadow elite racing—that's what they call.
0: How is it? Sorry. Uh,
1: Shadow Elite Racing.
0: Shadow, okay. Shadow Elite Racing, yeah.
1: Yeah, Shadow Racing. You can check their website to see that what their costs and what they're doing. It's actually a non profit uh, race team. Okay. In in Canada, uh, their website is, I think, called the Shadow. Let me see.
0: Let me Google it as well. What's we are here? We are doing the work.
1: Um. Yeah, it's called the Shadow.
0: The Dot. C. Shadow
1: racing. Yeah.
0: Yes, I think is this one. Okay.
1: Yeah. So they 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 just want to support women in all in all its areas. Uh, I'm saying it, it could be it could be it could be a transgender, right? Okay. It could be a, a woman uh, any in any form in any age, right? And they want to support them to to join um, big races, criterium races, UCI's, whatever. Um, oh, so then. Equality is is their motto. Like they want to bring equality into cycling because I think cycling is very, um, a manly world. Okay. Very very manly driven, right? And there's not much of support given out to women, and especially especially if you if you're a transgender, and and um, um and and I think it's it's very important to to show support to this this cause because yeah, back again, that's part part, part of our uh brand brand core you know inclusivity yeah and 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 sport is not limited it's not limited Absolutely. to just one gender or one uh specific group and and I, to me that's just wrong if you it that way and yeah I mean who who's gonna tell you what to do right you can't bike because you're a woman no or you can't bike because you're too young yeah. or you can't join the ride because you're not 10k worth. That's, that's just wrong. That's what. That's how I see it. That's why we want to push this in, inclusivity to, towards everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely see the point. And actually, I can tell you that for me, inclusivity was really the basic for me of this podcast, especially because I actually found... Correct me if I'm wrong. Probably I'm going into a place that is a bit difficult and complex. But I found actually that into the cycling world, especially in a period where it was not so popular... Companies and marketing divided it into branches or tribes how they like to call that before that is already wrong as it is but they divided it in different segments in order to increase more visibility of some niches as well as sales and stuff so if you are a road cyclist you cannot be a mountain biker if you have um if you have something like a flat bar, uh, flat bar bicycle, you cannot join road bikes with road bar groups. If you do this, you can do that. And then there are the rules. Remember that you can do fixed gear only without brakes and blah and blah and blah. And that's something that I never liked. And of course, putting everybody together, all these tribes together because cycling is cycling and cycling is about have fun it's something that is really important especially when we are going into the field that you were talking before so who tells you that you are too old you cannot start cycling no you are a woman not you cannot come over only men can uh, afford physically some sports and only if you train 12 hours a week then you can do it. that's for me it's completely wrong that's why i believe that actually our approach is absolutely on the same side growing together with the community a solid community a community that includes everybody because the more the better
1: yeah i mean i mean don't 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 get me wrong i mean it also depends on the context right yeah uh of course when you join a race of a road bike of course you can't go with a mountain bike of course, yeah. That's that's just a common rule because you know you you don't have the quite equipment for it, but I'm just saying like the sports it is in general it should not limit you know that's that's how it is. But uh, of course, we rules are made sometimes for safety purposes, and the rules are made sometimes for for uh, for obvious reason that is important. But I see it that a lot of times are made for something that is outrageous. You know, like if, if you're like, for example, if you're uh, if they have a road category D races, right, for example, and it is uh, and it is what it is. D is a D. Right. And, and basically, it's a beginner's class. Right. And yeah, if, you, if you're a beginner's class, you want to join D and they try to like say, like, oh, yeah, you can't join this because you're a woman. Like, why? It's a D. It's open for everyone. Yes. And you don't. It's not like. But Why can't men and women join together to raise? You know? Yeah. And just see it that way.
0: No, I completely see the point. And actually, yes, I we're referring basically to basically for also because i will never have competition in my mind but i was referring basically to the community itself yeah. so yeah. but sure. for sure with races and in my time when i was doing uh, fixed gear racing or whatever i can completely see the point that you cannot ride with i don't know aero bars into a bunch yeah. of people with no brakes that's yeah, completely yeah. right but actually yeah, the inclusivity point i think it's really really close to let's say it's close to it between each other It's really close to the point of view because yes cycling the sport is made to be out there to be for everybody without putting
1: yeah
0: sometimes rules that rules that are just silly and i loved as well the point that you were mentioning before that is um we are supporting the community not to take out from the community but to let all of us grow together and that's a great point
1: yeah because like they- when when the community grows, when the sport grows, you can live from it. If you just keep taking it out from your from 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 whatever it is that the market is offering, and you never actually give back, at the end of the day you don't have enough. Well, I call it this way: you don't have enough cake for everybody.
0: Yes, yes, but yes. But if you
1: keep, but if you keep adding ingredients to the cake, you keep adding stuff to the cake. The cake gets bigger, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody can get a piece of the cake.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also I love the support that you are giving. So you were saying you are just providing, for example, prices or uh, part, something like kids or apparel for people that wants to join it don't have the possibility. Or as you were saying, support family workers. And that's another thing. Really get people to know that if they want, they can do it. And we are supporting them with what we can, right?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's super great. And how things are developing together? So how this approach that you are using, uh, th- this approach that you have actually, because I think it's in, it's really in your bones. How actually is developing together with the with the brand? Is everything growing organically and nicely? And uh, can you see a bright future? You can see more people actually coming over and asking more questions and getting interested on uh, what Temple means for them.
1: Um, I mean, obviously we didn't take the shorter road, right? I mean, oh, it is absolutely. The, this is the, 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 the road that we took is, it's just a lot, lot, harder than what it is. But yeah, it's, it's been growing quite well. Um, our market grows. Uh, so people asking about our products and they, they can see the difference between the products that we have in 2014 till today, that there is a significant growth in quality, significant, uh, uh, growth in designs and also the way we work with people the way we are with with the stores the way we are with the community the way we are with the artists that we work with um we just kind to make this whole thing becomes more professional you know I mean at, at, in the capacity of a one-man person with with several of, well not I wouldn't say become one-man person anymore but with a small team that we have it's very limited that way we can do it. and we just try our hand trying to put our hands on everything that we can do obviously. But but it's it's sometimes not enough to 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 the uh, to the eyes of a perfectionist of who we are in, in, in terms of human or humans in general, right? So I think the, the goal is the goal is to be to be comfortable on who we are and what we can do, and not try to like be somebody else because that's not that's not the case. You know, you have to be the, you have to be able to in characteristics on who we are and yeah it's it's been going quite well a lot of uh interesting people like yeah for example you (laughs) you know you're interested in it and obviously that's why we're doing this interview right
0: yes absolutely
1: and um and other people outside who's actually uh never heard about temple project and found out that temple project actually comes from southeast asia makes it even better you know it's like what why are you in europe why you're why you're launching a southeast brand in europe that doesn't make any sense a lot of times, it's just like European brands goes to Asia, or, or cheap, cheap. I wouldn't say bad, but like you know, cheaper products coming out from, from China or, or 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 you know places like this, who might not value to the game is just giving out trash. I'm not saying that they can't do it or they cannot do it. That's a different discussion. I'm just saying that a lot of times it's just like when you things you buy on the Baba. Academy. It's, uh, it's trash. And yeah. it's a copy of someone's work. And when you're buying someone's work on a copyright, you're not respecting your fellow mates. You're not respecting your other human being trying to do their work. You know, that's, that's not who we are. And that, That's why I think it's a little bit different what we do. Because we come up to, to Europe and it's like, oh, yo, we're, we're, we're just the underdog here in Europe. We're coming from Southeast Asia. We don't know much about European communities. But you know what? Let's play the game. Yeah, you know, we want to play with the big dogs and, and see see what that brings
0: us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, you actually then your main focus, talking about the market and actually sales and actually advertising and everything like this and something like sharing, is Southeast Asia still? So you really want to go and let's say um, raise the bar in Southeast Asia or? You also want to share the same concept or temple project as well in Europe. Which one is the main, the main goal, the main target?
1: Um, I, I think I can put the blanket on each uh, region mm-hmm. because I think each region is different uh, in terms of the culture and the way the way it operates. I think um, in in terms of like Southeast Asia, I want to make sure in, in our ability we want to make sure that you know we bring the best that we can do for Southeast Asia, right? We want to bring we want to bring the the, the the level of competition that they have in Europe to, to Southeast Asia for example in like races because I think uh, my opinion this is just my humble opinion the um, races in Asia could be so much better okay let's say in organizing it or or the level of people who joins it as well or the way they train for it etc <clears throat> but like when it comes to Europe um, we are here mainly to show our uniqueness you know we are unique we ne- ne- nevertheless we're not the same with any other brands that's like i'm sorry what with, with, with the culture of like in europe like, it has to be italian this and that and this and that right but we're not and we're aware of it and we're not trying to be like one because yeah. it's ridiculous to be like one because we're not you know what i mean but what we can do is that we can take the we can take the 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 positive sides from it we can take the 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 for, for example, we're using 100% Italian fabrics because we know they're the best.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: so we do have the essence of, it. we do have the culture, that we do have respect for it. But it doesn't have to be necessarily the same character on it, and that's that's how we are. And, and, and um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people who who tested our products may be like, oh yeah, we're not happy with your stuff because maybe um, it's not you know 100% Italian or, or it's not this and that. Like that's okay, your opinion. We're not gonna tell you to think differently. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then and, and for me, it's like just to respect. You just respect us, that's good enough for me. Like give me a, give us a good feedback why you don't like a product, for example. Oh yeah, we don't like your products because you know maybe the legs are too short, or right? things like that. Oh yeah, we don't like your products because this and that and this. Then we can improve.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: You know? But if you never if, if people never actually because like this is a very close conversation. It's not like by reviews online, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 I like I like to treat I like to treat people with respect. You know? So when let's say we give out, for example, our socks to people, and they're like, some people don't don't give out any reviews on either online or or personally. They're just like quiet. How is it? Oh, it's good. Okay. okay. But I like the type of people who's critical. It's like when I give them, or for example, when we support them with something, like they tell us like, oh, yo, this is really bad, man. Okay. You got to change this, this and that. Or like, oh, yo, this is really, really good. You got to promote it. Things like that. Then we can learn from it. Because Absolutely. like in the end of the day, uh, I see Temple Project as a brand that has to keep on learning. Absolutely. You know, we, we don't want to be stagnant. We don't want to be just like, uh, at the end of the day, it's oh, like, it's just another 50-year-old company. That that's the same thing fifty years ago, fifty years old ago, you know? and we want to be like, oh, for example, later when people go to Mars, for example, and people start making sports clothing for Mars environment, we want to be
0: absolutely, you know, yeah, things yeah.
1: like that, yeah, things crazy things like that. That's how my brain works anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Let's go back because actually you mentioned that briefly, and I want to touch base one second about that. You were talking about racing or events in Southeast Asia that can be improved and stuff. I don't want to talk about the improvement stuff because I think that you have really close conversation to them. But I want you to tell us what your uh, events or experience in Southeast Asia with riding riding the bike look like so that actually you can give us some inspiration maybe to get over there once... COVID situation is going to be off. To go to Southeast Asia, you were mentioning Indonesia, you were mentioning Singapore, you were mentioning Malaysia. To go there, ride the bike. Tell us two or three, or maybe one or two, anecdotes about your riding the bike in that amazing place of the world.
1: Um, The first thing you're going to notice is the temperature.
0: (laughs) Humidity as well, right?
1: (laughs) Humidity and temperature. You are looking at the 32, 37 degrees celsius in midday oh gosh (laughs) so so if you're not used to like i mean the sun here they could be like what 30 or 31 sometimes in the heat waves right uh but the heat waves here of course it's 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 hot it's very gruesome but it it when you're there and you're like in 37 and then you're like in humidity everything just sticks on you you're like sweating like a sweating like a elephant (laughs) you just basically swimming in your own sweat in a way okay so it's a bit gross you but can... i know what you mean
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's just just the reality like that's why a lot of people go uh right in the, early in the morning and start at like four or five o'clock in the morning and it ends it like around nine you know? okay that's what people a lot of people do and uh, of course there are some crazy ones like riding it the whole day you know like if you're joining events of course you're day. but Most of the local rides they start really in the morning, and then it ends in the morning. Okay. To avoid that temperature, so that's the first thing you're gonna notice when you're there. And Singapore, in Singapore, they always start around four thirty at five a.m. and then stops around eight to nine, and then they all go to offices during during weekdays, and then the weekends uh the weekend they start some of them still start early in the in the morning and then they ended up around 10 or 11 okay because like usually usually weekends are like the long ride long ride type of uh, uh riding right it's the same thing in indonesia the same malaysia is about the same um that's the thing um i think the second thing that you're going to notice is that uh the traffic and the road condition are totally different um it's not like europe where everybody sort of know what a cycling culture is You know, like everybody knows, at least have tried or one of their family members are doing it in road cycling, whatever. And we're talking about roads because that's the one that goes through the road, obviously. Um, In in Asia, a lot of people don't understand it. So when they have to share their road with a bunch of other cyclists, they just don't know what to do. Okay. it could be like you could be like really, really next to a truck or or, or next to a, a public transportation or a motorcycle. You are fighting your space with them in a way. More or less, it's like how you see the 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 fake guys in New York, in a way.
0: Makes sense. Okay. Yeah,
1: more or less, it's like that. But then I think New York is a little bit crazier because, uh, how would you call it? The drivers are just a lot more aggressive. You know, in in I think in Southeast Asia, there's a little bit more, uh, one, one stage lower than that.
0: Okay, okay, still. One
1: stage lower than that, but the difference is that the awareness is not there.
0: Okay, so they don't know that you are, de- so drivers, I can understand, they actually don't consider you being there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it explains why I've been, I've hit, I've got hit it. In my whole life, seven times with the cars and motorcycles, wow. and that all happens that that all happens in in Egypt. The-
0: <laughs> oh gosh! Okay,
1: <laughs> you know? okay, so, okay. Yeah, that's just the awareness, and also I think uh, part of it's regulation, right? I mean, uh, I'm not I'm not bad naming it, but a lot of people just don't have driving license sometimes. Really?
0: There.
1: Okay. So yeah, they they learn they learn how to do motorcycles or like go drive their cars around because. Uh, their uncle teach them how to do it or their brother teach them oh. how to do it they just go with it right so uh, yeah there's there's lack of of education wise in terms of like you would use your motorized vehicles on the road okay vice versa vice versa on the cyclist as well a lot of people would tend that the that when you're a cyclist you're above rules or above laws you know like for example oh it's stoplight it's okay we have a group of 20 we'll just pass through it then yeah you're 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 basically inviting trouble right yeah 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 so so that's 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 the difference i think there and here and um nature the other other things as well as the nature
0: Um, so tell me about nature because that's the thing that fascinated me the most yeah it's
1: it's here you see a lot of open spaces with big rocks big mountains and stuff over there it's just a lot of times like green big forest Mm -hmm. uh it's like untouched, untouched uh, rawness of 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 beauty. You know what I mean? It's it's like uh, I don't know how to say it, but I think in, in Europe a lot of lands are uh, uh, how do you call um, modified already by humans. You know what I mean? Like the forest, it's either already been replanted several times, or or you know, there's no. Well, I'm not saying there's no, but like probably there are some places that's like old, old, old forest. But in Indonesia, because it's, it's like you, you plant one thing, it grows really fast because it's tropical, right? Yeah. So everything looks like it's like, whoa, this is so wild. Like, how can I get into that bushes because it's as high as you or things? Like that. That's the type of thing that you see on the road when you go to the countryside. On the paddy fields, it's like, that's the thing you won't be, but you won't be able to see here in, in Europe. There's like paddy fields in like Malaysia and in, in Thailand and Indonesia. And the climbs are just also different um big mountains there and, and usually I mean back in the days so when I think when they built the roads they don't really use a lot of these uh engineering information so some of the roads are just basically straight up there's no going left and right and even cars are having troubles to do it <laughs> so you'll find all this raw climbs that nobody goes to because it's super hard to do like 32 percent 33 that, and you know and yeah some of them are like uh, some of these country areas they have really bad roads like a loose gravel not loose gravel but like loose asphalt like it's broken because of rain things like that or not maintained well so that it just gives you a better uh, what you call it experience a def- different experience not better but different experience like things that you probably hard to find here in Netherlands that's
0: great that's like great.
1: when they say oh yeah well, it's let's do gravel in, in like Let's do gravel in the Netherlands. I'm not saying it's bad or anything. It's a gravel in the Netherlands. Indonesia means, oh, let's go, let's go to places where they don't have roads yet. Okay. That's basically what it is. <laughs> okay. You know. Yeah. And then we have plenty. We have plenty of
0: them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to ask you the last two things. I will probably start with this one, and then we will end up actually with your uh, relationship also with Farah, that is another great company. But I will start with another question. And the other question is, you talked to us about this amazing and completely different from Europe landscape that riding in Southeast Asia is. Can you describe to me in two minutes, and then probably we're going to put in the description below also the track of it, your favorite ride I call it backyard ride that you usually do when you are back to Indonesia. Do you have any interesting route that you, you do all the time and makes you feel back home?
1: Yeah um, I live I live outside Jakarta when I was there and, and it's called BSD that's the name of the city but usually every now and then we would go to this um, this area called the uh, which is another city. And they have they have a small mountain there. And that small mountain is we usually back in the days, that's where I usually train to like uh, you know, go climbing or whatever. It's like about eight percent average, eight to nine percent average, and total uh total height of that small mountain is about six hundred meters. Okay. So you can do it like over and over, you know. And yeah, every time I go home I try to go there. And and it's just, it's just a, it's like a nostalgia to me. Like, uh, oh, back in the days, I do that a lot. You know, that's, that's cool. And now there's a lot more doing that, doing that route because it's pretty close to Jakarta. Okay. Um, And that's one of them. And it's, it's pretty much, what you call it? A small road with only two lanes. And now it's too crowded, I think, in my opinion. But back then was so nice. You know, you go early up the And like six o'clock in the morning, you go up into the mountains and then you're seven o'clock and already at the top and go down and do it again, two or three times. And that's it. You're done. You're spent. And that was, that was beautiful. Wow. Temperature was good. No, there's not a lot of cyclists. There's not a lot of uh, motorists going up that hill. And they have this small, um, small hut at the top where they sell coconut water. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like, yeah, it's heaven. You know, you do that. It has and then you stop, have coconut water, eat some bananas, and they have this local uh um, instant noodle called Indomie. I don't know if you have that or whatever. Never,
0: there. no. You
1: haven't you haven't tried it? You gotta try it. This okay. is like one of the best, the best instant noodle in the world, they say.
0: Okay. So okay.
1: I'm not probably, but it won't hurt if they give me some shares.
0: <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect. Oh, something like uh, five years furniture of that. So get, oh, yeah, why
1: not? <laughs>
0: getting it a couple of diet times a day.
1: <laughs> but yeah, you stop there and then you have this instant roll in the middle of a bit of a chilly morning. Oh man, that's the best. That's the best. Nothing but nothing beats that, you know, drinking coconut water and stuff. So that's one of the things that I like to do. Um second one is Bali. I love riding in Bali. People there are so nice, and then, and then coastlines are like you know, riding in the coastline is just phenomenal. And like Bali, I don't, I think some maybe a lot of our listeners, your listeners, have been to Bali. You know, you go to Bali, everything is just so chill. You can just stop anywhere and then get your beer, get your coconut water, get your food anywhere, and and, and it's almost a twenty-four hour island. So you can still ride in the middle of the night and just stop in the local, we call it water, which is like a small stall of food. Yeah. You just go to the local water and eat 2 a.m., 3 a.m.
0: That's great. You
1: know, which which I think does not happen in Europe. Yeah. You can't find that in Europe at all. I mean, if, if you want to do an um, all-nighter in Europe, you have to prepare it beforehand for your night snacks and your night food because you can't just stop like that, you know. And that's, that's, I think the difference is over there. Bali is just, oh, it's just phenomenal. I, I love Bali. I think uh, I would call it my home, even though I don't have a house there. Okay. <laughs> but I go there so much. And um, the third one that I like uh, is, is the, um, I've been playing a lot, a lot now lately to Yogyakarta, which is the art the center, art, they call it the art center of Indonesia, because a lot of artists lives, lives and work there. And Yogyakarta is is where Borobudur is. I don't know if you know Borobudur? No. Borobudur is the, the, the uh uh one of the seventh wonders in the world.
0: Okay. I need to check it out, probably yeah. Have yeah. you ever seen it? Yeah.
1: It's basically uh we called the Chandis. Chandis is like the small castles. Okay. And it was built like back, back in the days during the Kingdom Times. Um so they have Brobudur, they have Prambanan, and then those two are considered the, one of the seven wonders in the world, I think. Um, yeah, going there and just see those 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 magnificent structures from back in the days, you know, it's, it's something different. And uh, I, like, I like doing that. And the food, the food, man. Southeast Asian food, oh my God.
0: That's yeah. the perfect combination. And as you were saying before, you can get food everywhere. Everything is so fresh, so good and uh, people are so friendly i was having a conversation in another one of these interviews that is going to come later um and they were telling me yes we were in this market we were in indonesia i think it was indonesia or vietnam and then you stop close by and you buy your food and then they were taking their camping stoves and whatever and start cooking and everybody wants to help to add their uh spices yeah. or their food well everybody's so friendly and it's really something like Food and cooking food is such a glue that keeps everybody together, and everybody wants to be yeah. involved. That that's just amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to say it. It's, it's the. Uh, I think the culture is about intimacy.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Socializing and intimacy is just. It's just. I mean, it could be. It could be unconvenient uh, I mean, not convenient uncomfortable for some people who's not used to it. But like when you're used to those kind of stuff, it's just like warm. You know, it's yeah. a warm culture.
0: Yeah, I completely see the point, and as you were saying, yes, it can be uncomfortable, especially if you are coming from a society that is much cold or, let's say, not so intimate uh, between each other. But then I think that you get used super soon, and you start liking it super soon because it's so cool to have people that are so close to you, welcoming, friendly, smiley, all the time. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to ask you the last thing. Hopefully, we're gonna make in time. And we were talking last time and actually this was the first connection that we got together Then we started talking about everything else. So it happens always like this. But actually you are uh, working, you have a partnership, you're ambassador, I don't know how to call it, with this, ana- this other amazing cycling brand that is Fara Cycling that has also the idea in mind of unlocking, discovering, unlocking adventure for everybody in cycling, not only stays they can rules and roads but actually to go outside and um, explore a bit more and uh, how actually came everything together and what do you think about that because you told me that actually that also the story is super magic right you actually got to know each other in
1: yeah uh, it was it was a coincidence that we know each other <clears throat> um i think in 2000, 2018 um i went to i went to eurobike yeah. fest, festival right and I was gonna go there. I was like, yeah, I wanna go see it, see what's up. And me being me, being a little bit ignorant about things, I was like I didn't know it was gonna be that big.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. this is the impression that everybody gets that everything is booked out in the radius of fifty kilometers.
1: That's <laughs> yeah. I'm like I-, I didn't know it was gonna be that big. So I didn't really like uh ah, hotel's gonna be easy, you know? Ah, it's gonna be easy, it's Europe, you know, you can just book last minute, whatever, you get it. But I didn't know it was going to be like super crazy like that until I met, I talked to somebody, uh, a a, a contact of ours, uh, a friend of mine who works in the industry. is like, she's like saying, Did you book already? No, I haven't booked. Are you crazy? Like, starting in like a week and you haven't booked anything? Like, why? Yeah, everything is booked out. We are actually staying 75 kilometers away from the place. Shit. Huh? What? And they're like, Okay, do you have a couch? It's like no, we don't actually. Sorry about that. This and that. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna look around who who has spaces, right? Who has space? And there's a, a contact of ours. I mean, a friend of mine as well. Another friend of mine. Like she's like, hey, are you coming to Eurobike? Like, I didn't know she was gonna go. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going. I'm like, oh, where are you staying? I don't know yet. I don't have a space. Oh, well, why don't you just stay with us. I'm like, hmm. Okay. Where? This hotel. I mean, this Airbnb. Where is it? I was only one kilometer away from it. Perfect. What? I'll, I'll take it, <laughs> I'll take it. Okay, I'm going. So that's when I met first, Jeff, you know, he was, he. Jeff is the founder of, that's when I met first Jeff. And I took the train from Rotterdam to Italy, which was sort of a big mistake because I had to transfer like seven times.
0: Yes, it's not the easiest.
1: Yeah, it was, it, I mean like, two, not Italy, sorry, to Germany, in Germany, yeah. seven, seven, seven times. I was like the disaster in the train. And then so he's like, yeah, I'll pick you up at the train station. So I pick me up at the train station, we go out and eat and stuff, and we start talking. Like and they're talking, like, yeah, oh, actually photosycling is not that bad. You know, I was like looking it up and stuff like that. And that's it, the conversation ends there. And I think a year later, a year and a half later, we 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 keep in contact and we hear him later and he's like asking me, like, yo, what do you think about uh market in Southeast Asia? What do you think about market in Europe? I know you're in Europe right now, blah blah blah. Like said, okay, I think this, this and this and that. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and they were looking for, at the time, they were looking for investors, right? It's like, yeah, we're looking for investors. Do you know anybody this, this, and this? Um, like, yeah, I know some people, but then, like, conversation goes and goes and goes. And he was asking, like, hey, instead of, like, having somebody else to be in the board, why don't you just join us? Like, because you, know the- you know what I wanted to do. You know, just jump in. Like, You know what? You're right. <laughs> Great. And I know how to run it, right? I know sort of, like, how to run it. Like, okay. Yeah. So last year, October, that's when we start uh, becoming part owner of ARA in a way. Okay. But we, 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 we bought a small share there mm-hmm. just to make sure that we get really involved to it, not just like helping without any you know, contribution. So we just became a part owner there. And uh, yeah, now we're working towards our, our, uh, our uh, experience centers. Uh, we're going to make experience centers, in one in, in Indonesia, and soon one in the Netherlands. We have one already in Oslo. And we have a partner in, in Canada, Mon- Montreal, I think, I believe. And so we're gonna have several experienced centres. Uh, and we're gonna start doing the B2C type of business from the centers. Yeah. So that, that was that was that was how we get involved with FARA and and the reason why I think uh we're interested to FARA because it's sort of has the same yeah uh essence of what Temple is doing you know has the same underdog feeling to it you know what i mean and also has the same uh, um, idea of you know putting up putting out people on the bikes and explore not just because you're there for the performance or anything but because you wanted to find out what's going on around you you want to find out uh why you love cycling why you love the outdoors why you love to do this and that
0: yeah and uh, no I'm so that's why I actually wanted to ask you this question because I truly believe that that's exactly the spirit that puts together the the two parts so being be out there being as inclusive as possible and trying to find your own way of exploring the world and not following other rules and also thinking about the underdog you're not out there to try to get and steal and eat some parts of the market but become a new part of uh, this cycling community and that's something that it's really lovely and i want to say also really thank you for actually trying to exporting and to show out thanks to your work and also thanks to this talk that you're having exactly this vision that you have that is try to grow everybody together just take people together and with feedback or point of views or rides together or whatever it is try to grow little by little and try to not only grow but actually being part of everybody together of this kind of society because as I was saying this is also completely the part that I also have I'm not out there of making my podcast to get shares to back big companies to make big money uh, through advertising for me it's just onboarding people that were not thinking about cycling because they saw some barriers taking out the barriers and seeing we're all together. And uh, we are into that together and trying to, to build up cycling as good as we like and in the way that we like. And that's absolutely also your spirit.
1: Yeah, well, in the beginning, I thought you were just here collecting bitcoins.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. No, actually, I'm mining bitcoins in night and then i don't know oh, really? ne- <laughs> no no i'm kidding even if you're in zurich everybody talks about bitcoin and uh yeah, right. yeah all these kind of things yes they call it in this way it's yeah it's so really great Enoch, thanks a lot for our conversation it was really lovely really inspiring and i can tell actually to everybody i'm gonna make a bit of advertising just because we can do it we are talking uh keep an eye on what is happening in temple project seems like in super soon in a few weeks of time you're also kicking off the new season and that's great i can't wait to see the new designs
1: thank you thank you it'll will, it will be out and i think it's going to be quite quite refreshing in, in terms of like what we're doing so far i'm not saying that we, we come up like really fresh out of the blue or whatever maybe other people already done it or other brands have done it but for us and what we're doing it's something quite so so yeah, if you're if you're if you're part of us if you're part of our family, you you know what's what's going on. You know, we, we keep always we're always improvising our products. We always uh, make sure that our products come out better than the last. So, you know, our, our motto our motto is, uh, you know, you gotta come out better on the other side than, than before. So that's what we try to do with all our products.
0: Right? Yeah. Keep
1: improving it till it's like there's not gonna be a perfection product, but there's always gonna be that you can improve. That's so. This 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 year is all about improvement and about that new touch to the design stuff. We're working a lot with also with uh, several artists. Oh yeah, it's something that I don't talk about, but like I think we we also work with artists and we support what they're doing, what they're doing. not just because like oh yeah, it's an artist that make design, but oh, we share we share the load, we share the profit, we share everything together. So it's 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 a yeah, it's a different movement, I guess. You just, it just helps a lot.
0: People. thanks a lot Tino. it was really great and now I can't wait to see it coming but it's going to come soon yeah it will yeah and get a, the perfect recovery as soon as you can I want to see you also on the bike soon man
1: I, would, I mean I probably will visit you here in Zurich so I, I already made a plan to pass Zurich
0: when are you doing on it? on the bike
1: uh, I'm thinking after August or so maybe September perfect.
0: I'm going to be here September for sure I'm not going to move so please come over
1: yeah the idea is to go from here to, to, to the Swiss mountains first and then go down to Milan. And um, yeah, from Milan goes to the coast all the way to Barcelona. That's, that's the idea. I don't know how far I'm going to make it. We'll, we'll see.
0: Perfect. I can come with you for a couple of rides in the Swiss Alps. That's for sure. Because they cool. are my favorite. September is the perfect period. Sounds great. Perfect. Man, thanks a lot.
1: Yeah, no worries. Thank you.
0: I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Ciao, ciao. ciao, ciao. Awesome inspiration, thanks a lot to Enoch. And talking about the inspiration, down here in the description below, you will find all the rides that Enoch mentioned between uh, Malaysia, Indonesia, and everything with that. There you will find the link to the collection, the Backyard Rides, that is going to continue to improve as much as I can because I want to give everybody an inspiration. If you are traveling around, you will find uh, the places where you can ride really suggested by the Broom Wagon guests or just exploring a bit more, giving you the push of going out there in your backyard and explore as much as you can. We are talking about... Tips, right? Let's start from here. Uh, Komoot is a huge, powerful tool for let you explore, but from time to time you need a bit more of inspiration. And on that, I would love actually, talking about inspiration, to quote the words of Gabi. You remember i talked with gabby some weeks ago uh, on uh, together with l we were talking about planning on mountain bikes well uh, gabby thompson is the global commute community manager and she says something like i like to follow the local commute pioneers and experts so i can see what rides they've done locally and replant some of their routes maybe by selecting a replant route and start starting change a starting point or an ending point it's super easy you just go on commute, com." and there on top side, on the right, so on top side you will see first of all the Komoot logo, and then discover route planner and pioneers. You go on pioneers and then for different region, you're gonna find the different pioneers and there you can just see what right they're doing, following them and take some inspiration. You start from one of the rides, then you replan it, you start from a different point for your point or you finish up on another way you link dots together and that's super inspiring and i really believe that you're gonna have a lot of fun with that and remember if you want to unlock a new region because you are going out there for vacation or whatever it is go on como.com slash g like greenland write the code broom and you're gonna get your amazing region for free you would just and it's not just, get some amazing features, and you know what I'm talking about, turn-by-turn navigation, offline mapping, and everything like this. After tips comes news. Do you want to know the news now, or you want to wait until... Nah, let's go now, I already started. So, from next week on the normal live, the normal programming, how do you say that? The normal planning of the Broomwagon podcast is gonna take a little break because I'm working on a mini-series, you're gonna know more next Monday, I'm working on a mini-series about traveling the world with a bike, with a couple of persons that are just amazing. So, keep your ears peeled because something new is coming and this is gonna last for the full month of June. Then, after that, I believe that there's gonna be a bit of a little of a pause, and then I'm gonna come back. I don't know if I'm gonna call it season one five, season six, season one, not for sure because it was four years ago, but season four, season five, or something. I don't know. I cannot keep up with all the season thing. I believe that until we have stories, we have to talk. And because I have a lot of stories, I'm gonna talk. And if you want to support this talk, down in the description below, we are gonna find the coffee link where you can buy me a coffee and support the production costs remember as well that you can rate subscribe and do whatever you want on apple podcast google podcast uh, spotify whatever Spreaker, uh, whatever and have fun with me in the future and support me on uh, climbing a bit more the charts of the podcast outdoor podcasts. i would say yes of the outdoors and and nothing else talk to you soon